Hey, well, good morning, Life Church. It's good to see everybody here today. And as we have said uh, in the past, you know, Baptism Sunday is uh, our favorite Sunday to be able to get together, and for multiple different reasons, uh, but mostly because of this. So we're going to come together and we're going to celebrate uh, the stories of, of people's lives. And we all know that. Uh, the power of a story is powerful, right? And listening to people tell how God has worked in their life. But inside of that, it, the one thing that, that I love is, is that there are times, I think, that we get in this routine that we come to church and we go to work and then, you know, the week happens and we come to church again on Sunday and we just repeat this cycle and we forget that God is living and he's doing miraculous things, and he's changing the world through the lives of people. And Baptism Sunday is something like, don't forget it. I mean, this isn't just about coming together and worshiping together. It's not just coming together and listening to a message and knowing more about Scripture. It's recognizing that we serve a living Lord that wants to transform not only the lives of the people in this room, but transform the lives of the people around the world. And he wants us to see he's living, he's well, he's active, and that we are witnessing a part of that today. So I want to share with you a little bit. It's my life verse, so it's in Romans 10. And, and the reason I call it my life verse because I think it sums up a lot of what um, today is, and I think it sums up a lot of what um, I live for. And it's this idea that Paul is talking to the Roman people, and he's saying at the time, like, there's a lot of these people that are living in a way that they think is right, and they really don't know any better because nobody's telling them that it's wrong. But the life that they're living is, is leading them to a place where they'll never be satisfied, leading to a place where eternity is not going to be on their side. And so he comes to this place where he says they need to hear, and this is his passion, they need to hear the gospel, right? And that's in Romans 10 when he says, that, but there's a problem, right? And there's, there's a good thing about it, and then there's a problem. And the good thing is, is that when we come together, we know this because we're no different than the Roman people. We've all had these times in our life where we are trying to satisfy our desires or be good, you know, in the world's terminology, and we never quite get it figured out. You know, we live a life of running a race to try to be more religious and try to be good and try to go down these roads and it never works out or the world tells us we should be living a certain way and it never works out. And then we get to this point where we know something needs to change, but what is the answer, right? And that's what Paul's saying. There is an answer, but there's also a problem inside of that, and it's this. They only get the answer through you, right? Like, the idea or the concept, and I think we miss this in the church sometimes, is that as long as we're good people and acts like Jesus, people will know Jesus. That's not true, right? It doesn't matter that we act like Christ and because acting like Christ does not give people the gospel message. The gospel message has to be shared. Now, what's cool about that is it can be done through multiple different people in multiple different ways. And inside of the story of somebody being able to hear the gospel is a lot of those stories. Somebody who welcomed and somebody who loved and somebody who threw out the seed and somebody who watered the seed and somebody who came along and, and that we're all going to celebrate in the harvest of that. So I want to read to you from Romans 10. So knowing that Paul is saying, listen, the gospel message is out there. Most people are living this life that's really not right. And there is an answer to it, but we got to figure out how to figure out what the answer is or to be able to get to them. For he says, verse 13, 
For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord, they will be saved. And that's, again, the message that Paul wanted to get out. There is nobody, and this is what's so cool about today and what I need you to understand, is there's no person in this room, regardless of where you've been in your life, that you are outside of the reach of salvation, right? It doesn't matter what your life has been like or the history of your life or the things that you've done. He says salvation is for everyone, and we as a church need to remember that not only is salvation for everyone, so if you're at a place where you wonder if you're worthy, you know that you are, and if you as a church wonders if somebody else worthy, you know that they are. You know what I mean? Like sometimes as a church we wonder who, you know, you should share the gospel with, and he says it's for everyone regardless of where they have come from. So we know that it's for everyone, but in verse 14 he says this, How then can they call on the one that they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without somebody preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news. And in this, this is what he's saying. Salvation is for everyone. But how are they going to know what salvation is unless you tell them? Right? How, are you going to, how is anybody going to hear salvation unless it comes out of the mouths of people who have experienced salvation? So he says, we can, we can know that it's for everyone, but for each one of us, we need to understand our responsibility in sharing the gospel. And he says, so how are they going to be able to accept if they've never heard? And how are they going to hear if nobody's ever sent? So that's the whole idea of like equipping people to be able to go out and share the gospel. And then he says, how beautiful is it? When Christian people understand their role and responsibility. How beautiful are the feet of those who share the gospel. Now here's what's awesome, and I don't want you to miss this in the, in the story of people's lives today. So you're going to see that God is active and that God is doing amazing things. But what you're going to see is we are going to celebrate the life-changing story of the people that are going to be baptized, but we're also going to celebrate the person that, wa- that welcomed them in and gave them a place to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, right? Because it's about the beautiful feet of those who share the gospel and welcoming them somebody into a place where the Holy Spirit can work is a part of it. You know, we're going to celebrate those people who have walked the journey with them, maybe never physically shared the gospel with them, but walked a journey with them that gave them the opportunity. But when they were ready, they were there to be able to get it. We're going to celebrate people who are going to continue to go on in the lives of people and walk beside them and train them up and send them back out to do the same thing over again. And I think we need to, to, to not forget that we're celebrating that, that God is living and God is working through the lives of all of these people and that for the people that are baptized today, this is what you're going to see. There are fingerprints all over them from the lives of other people, right? And your fingerprint as a family might be on the people that are here. Your fingerprint might be on, and you might never know this. This is what's so cool about telling the story. You might not know this, but just because you don't know somebody doesn't mean that your fingerprint isn't on a part of their salvation story. Now, here's the other thing that that we know. There is nothing greater. In fact, this is what Scripture says. When one person is saved, the heavens and angels rejoice, right? So I hope you're ready to get a little bit loud. You know what I mean? Because if the angels are celebrating, then we as a church, 
better be celebrating along with them. You know, it's crazy we've said this, you know, how we celebrate in so many other parts of the world like or other parts of our lives. We can celebrate touchdowns and we can celebrate baskets and we can celebrate wins in sports or we can celebrate other things or we can go down those roads. But at times, you know, when it comes to church, you're like, I don't know, I've got to be quiet. You know, I don't know if you're going to be. That's what I said. The littles are here today. It ain't going to be quiet. <laughs> I said when they walked in the door, if this isn't the loudest church service we ever have, it's like, and you'll find out here in a little bit once you, yeah. But again, that's the point. Like, like God is alive and he's doing amazing things, and this should be something that we celebrate greatly. So I just want to welcome you in to, as we watch each one of these stories, to be prepared to celebrate with the angels as we watch God do amazing things through their lives. And I want to prepare you because we've said this from the beginning, and we do this every Baptism Sunday, here's what we do know, especially in my own life and, and maybe in your life too, is that you never want to miss the opportunity for when God's moving to provide an opportunity for him to continue to move. You know what I mean? Like, so at the end of the service, we're going to have open baptism, and we're believing and praying that, that God for you or for somebody in this room, and we've seen it before, because of a story that they watched, they're like, that's my story. Right, And this is something that is going to transform my life. And so we're going to open it up at the end. So be prepared. If the Holy Spirit's moving inside of your life and you're like, this is something that I should do, we'll have an opportunity at the end of the service for you to be able to come up and, and celebrate in open baptism. So without further ado, let's watch this first story. My name is Eliana and um, I like to um, go swimming, do dance, um, do soccer, and um, I like to play foosball, and I love playing with my brothers. Um, I'm homeschooled, and I'm in second grade. I accepted Jesus when I was three. My mom helps me um, learn about God and follow him. Baptism to me means getting a fresh new me. I want to be baptized because um, I want to help others learn about God and um, teach other people about God. I want to follow God and um, help others to follow God. I'm Eliana and I'm getting baptized today. When Michelle texted me and told me she wanted Eliana to be baptized, I was not surprised. It's <laughs> It's been a real joy to um, be a small group leader with her and just see her grow in her faith, see how she puts that into practice with her family and her brothers. And um, I'm real excited to continue with, the, with this journey with you in following the Lord. I now baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.
My name is Brody. I go to Little Turtle in Columbia City, and I'm in second grade, and I like to play sports. I play basketball, baseball, football with my dad, and soccer. I accepted Jesus when I was six years old on my bed with my dad, and I, I prayed to ask Jesus in my heart with my dad. The people that helped me grow in my faith is my mom, my stepmom, my dad and my stepdad, my grandma and grandpa, and all the church people. They've helped me to learn about more about Jesus when my grandma and grandpa taught me to re read the Bible, when my dad prayed to ask Jesus in my heart, and that's it. Baptism means to me that I show everyone that I know that, that I belong to God. I want to be baptized because so that I can show God and Jesus that I belong to them. After I'm baptized, I'm going to follow Jesus by reading the Bible, going to church every day, and praying, and being nice to people whether they're, whether they're mean to you or not. My name is Brody and I'm getting baptized today. Say, Brody, I'm really excited to be able to be up here with you today and to be able to be a part of your baptism journey. And so one of the things that, as you were talking through the video, just to continue, I'll hurry up, you're shaking like a leaf. <laughs> I don't know if you can see that in the video, but he's like, is it cold? Yeah. <laughs> but I just want to encourage you as you're talking about your faith that, you know, God has a lot in front of you and wants to use you in amazing ways. So I'll be excited to watch you grow up, excited to see how God's going to continue to use you in amazing ways. When Brody said on the video that um, he's nice to all people, that is the truth. I've seen him a lot of times on Sunday morning and go up to kids that are new and encourage them and invite them to play along with him. And he's just a really neat kid, and I'm really excited to see where God is going to take you in your life. So we baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. and I'm in fourth grade. I have two dogs, Maverick and Emmy, and I live with my mom and my bonus dad. I first accepted Jesus on my mom's bed. I was asking a lot of questions while I was playing with my Barbies that I got from Christmas. And when um, mom was making dinner, I was wondering if I should um, be saved tonight or if I should ask mom if I could be saved. So then after that, um, after we finished dinner, I decided it was time for me to be saved. My mom was the first person that helped me grow in my faith. We always would watch church. We would always read the Bible together. And we used to do um, devotionals in 2020. Um, also, my nanny was um, someone that helped me grow in my faith. We always watched church when I'm over there. 
read the Bible, and we did Bible trivia. Baptism means that when you go underneath the water, you're washing your old self away, and when you come back up, you're having the Holy Spirit in your heart. I want to be baptized because during the month of COVID, it was very difficult, and I was watching church a lot, and it was making me understand more about what church is really meant for. And when it was Christmas of 2020, I decided it was the best chance to take, and I took a step forward. After I'm baptized, I'm going to continue to watch church and read the Bible and do my devotionals. My name is Nevaeh Baker and I'm getting baptized today. This is my friend Nevaeh, and I am so honored and privileged to be able to help baptize her today. A couple of things that I want to point out that I think are really cool about her story and who she is. The first one being is that she came to Jesus in a very similar way that her mom came to Jesus. And just the, the importance of what it looks like to have generational faith and to be able to pass that down. And so kudos to mom for, um, for discipling her in that way. But then the other thing that I really love about Nevaeh is her curiosity. Um, she came and made that decision uh, to follow Jesus on her bed with her mom because she was just asking a whole lot of questions. And the questions just kept coming and coming and coming. And she didn't feel any sort of shame or embarrassment by asking any sort of questions. And even when we sat down, um, she was asking some questions again. And so her faith to her is important. It's not just something she wants to believe. She wants to know. She's curious. And Avea, my prayer is that you'll just continue to be curious as you keep moving in your faith. Because as we talked about, just because we get back today does not mean that that journey stops. It just keeps going and going from there. And so, do you believe that Jesus is your Lord and Savior? Yes. And so with that proclamation today um, and the authority given to us through Scripture, that I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. My name is Sheldon Coleman. I am 29 years old and I am a quality engineer at Hub Aerospace and Defense. I am married to Allison Coleman and have two children, Jackson and Kennedy. I've been coming to Life Church for a little over a year now and started coming not only to grow my relationship and faith with God, but also to find a church and it took a while to find a place that felt like home and I found that through my wife and her dad as well. There wasn't really a moment before Jesus, but there was a moment without Jesus in my life and I realized in that time period that I needed that in my life and I became more intentional about my relationship within the church. Some of the roadblocks in my faith journey were really just getting in my own way and not allowing myself to have that happiness and be able to enjoy my walk with God. 
and it was always pleasing others before myself or God. And that's where I decided to make the change to do this today. A couple of key people who influenced me to follow Jesus were my wife, Allison, and my father-in-law, Steve. My wife, Allison, has been an important part in this decision. She has given me unlimited support. She has challenged me to become a better man, and she has grown my faith since the first day that I met her. My father-in-law, Steve, he has taught me how to love his daughter well. He has given me a lot of spiritual advice. He continues to be by my side through my journey with growing in my faith and telling me what it means to be a son of God. I've, I've accepted Jesus into my life a couple different times, one as a child and one as an adult, and it means so much more now. I want to be baptized because I want to be more intentional about my walk as a Christian with God, and I want to become a better man, husband, and father. I believe that I have been changed by God in many ways. Um, a couple that are most impactful for myself are um, being more patient and being humble. I believe that God has a plan for myself and my family, and going forward, I plan to continue in my devotions and readings of scripture and I'm implementing those into my daily life to become a better man, husband, and father. My name is Sheldon Coleman and I'm getting baptized. So Sheldon and I kind of began our journey um, through knowing Allison. Uh, my wife and I knew her we going to school and uh, Sheldon joined our young couples small group uh, with Allison, and we really got to know each other through the vulnerability of being in a community with one another. Um, there's been times we've met for dinner um, and had some conversations that were just raw and real, and a lot of it pertains to being a man in today's world, especially a man of faith, um, to lead your home spiritually uh, and to try to find God through that process of how you should lead and what goes into that and how it's not easy at all, um, really opened up Sheldon. I can remember a time at one point, and this is maybe something I didn't prompt you with beforehand, so bear with me. Great. But I remember having a conversation, and one thing you said was, I really need to work on myself. But then I met with you a few weeks ago when we had dinner with another friend, Thomas, from our small group, and you said, I need to work on myself, but I'm doing it for God. And that shift in where your mentality was was everything. Because that's this moment where you make this testimony and you surrender your life and you say, I know what I need, not just for me, but as you said, it's for your family, it's for your wife. And look who's here with you, ready to get a towel on you afterwards and, and to baptize you as well. So <laughs> this, is, this is an amazing testimony, um, and a part of it really has to do with the community. And I'm really, really proud and thankful that I am a part of this moment, and I know this is just the beginning. So, Sheldon, do you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Yes, I do. All right, well, I now baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.
Uh, my name's Riley. Um, I moved to Huntington about a year ago. Uh, I'm married. I have three kids uh, that we're fostering to adopt. Uh, I also have six dogs. And uh, I have four dachshunds, uh, Jack Russell, and uh, don't really know what the other one is. I grew up um, in a home. We didn't really go to church. Uh, by the time I was eight, when I was eight, uh, my house was a broken home. When my mom got remarried, that's when we kind of started getting introduced into uh, the church uh, with my uh, stepdad. Um, and at the time, I didn't really understand a whole lot. Uh, and I just kind of went to church because I was dragged there and I got into a youth group at a church where I started to go to like an after school football night they held um, every home game and started to build a relationship with the youth pastors and uh, I would go to a youth group and ended up on a missions trip to Chicago. Um, and that's kind of you know, like a starting point for me, learning about Christ. We ended up moving to Huntington, like I said, about a year ago, and uh, I've been trying to find a church, and we ended up looking up online and found Life Church, and we thought we'd give it a try, and on the first day, it was like we were at Avalon, just the atmosphere, the, the way everyone greeted us and welcomed us been a believer for a while, for, for a few years now, and, um, and I just, I feel like it's right to get baptized now. You know, I, I want to continue to be a servant, um, to help people. Uh, it's always been my passion, it's always something that's weighed heavy on my heart. Um, I've you know, most of my work I've done through my life has been serving others. Uh, and I want that to continue. My name's Riley and I'm getting baptized today. So Riley, I want to, I mean, Riley and I had this conversation a, a couple different times whenever you were doing your video, but as he's going through his story, I mean, one of the things that, that I want to highlight is, so, you know, you kind of talk about your journey and, you, you know, you're not sure, you know, that, that you're a believer, and then you end up on this mission trip, which I told you, I mean, it just seems weird, like you're not a believer in Christ yet, but you end up going on a mission trip, but then when you listen to the rest of Riley's story, it makes sense, because God gave him a servant heart, and I think that's the stuff that, that we were talking about, is that God gave you a, a, a servant heart, and you didn't know that, but you just knew that that inside of you, this is what you wanted to do. And then how, if you look at the rest of your story, now how God has taken that and used that in a way to continue to serve people and continue to do amazing things, which I just, I wanted to share that because I think it's such a, uh, such a cool part of your story because naturally what comes out of you is just wanting to, to serve others and to be able to help them. So I'm excited because we were talking about like what's God going to do with you in the future and the, the cool thing about it was is we've seen this as an example of your life and so we know that you mean this. You're like whatever he wants me to do 
I want to serve other people and I want to help. And so our celebration today is not only your proclamation of faith, you know, that you made a decision to accept Jesus Christ as Savior, but we're also going to celebrate, you know, that he's going to continue to use you in amazing ways and that generations of young people, it's happening right now, are going to be affected and the, the generations that are to come are going to be affected because you've made yourself open to be able to be used by God. So I'm proud of you and I'm excited that I get to be a part of your journey and watch it happen. Excited that I get to be uh, up here uh, baptizing you today. So based upon your proclamation, of faith, that you believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and as a representation of an outward symbol in baptism, that going under the water and coming up a new man. Because of those two proclamations and because of your decision, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I'm Brayden, and I like going to church. Uh, I like hanging out with my grandpa a lot. I like to weld, and I also like to go fishing. So when I first went to church, I, I didn't want to or I didn't care to. Uh, I didn't like it, and but when I came here, I liked everything about it. Being around better people, like to where they don't just talk about all like Christian stuff, and the music's better. I want it to be different because it kind of hurts me doing stuff that I'm not supposed to. And I want other people to know that I'm going to do good because if I'm just going to keep messing up, I ain't going to be here. Or getting in trouble at school and stuff. It just doesn't hurt me. It also hurts Grandpa and my family and whoever else I get in trouble with. I want to get baptized because I want people to know that I'm going to get a new life and I'm going to do better and I want to show my grandpa that I can be able to change and do good. I'm Braden and I'm getting baptized today. So Braden, we talked about this whenever we did your baptism story, but I don't think it's any secret that life has been a little challenging every once in a while. No, that is a secret or everybody does know? Everybody does. Yeah, no. But here's what's so cool about that, right? So it's not about so much of like, this is the way life has been, because that's part of your story, right? So part of your story is what's happened in your past and the things that have happened. But I also said, you know, you getting up here today and you making a decision to be baptized can go one of two ways, right? So because I would say every once in a while you might have your skeptics, Right, who would look and say, I don't know, is he really going to change? And, and so you can either answer those skeptics in a way that say, oh, yeah, he really doesn't, or you can change the trajectory of people's lives by saying, you know what, this is a decision that is going to change my life. And, and again, when you said to me, like, this is it, like, I'm going to make a decision. It doesn't mean you're not going to make mistakes. It doesn't mean that you're not going to mess up. But you said, like, this is a decision that I'm going to make. And through this decision, people are going to know that Jesus Christ is Lord because of the change that's been made. And I just want to tell you, like, I'm looking forward to watching it. 
Because I told you, you have a great chance right now, a great opportunity to have an impact that goes far beyond what happens today. And I'm praying that as you continue to work it out, you know, we work out our salvation and we work it out in our lives until the day that you meet Christ. I'll be excited to watch him use you in amazing ways to reach your generation, reach the people around you, and give you a chance to, to show Christ's love to other people. So based upon your proclamation of faith that you believe that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior and that you're up here today because you want to be baptized as a symbolization of your old life and your sins being washed away and coming up a new person, that we will now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Scott Scheiber. I've been here approximately eight, nine years. I've seen a lot of baptisms and I put Braden into youth and I would just be in, under the same roof as he was while he was in youth. Uh, my grandmother was a Catholic and went to church three times a day. The only time I went to church was with my grandma once up on Jefferson Street in that great big Catholic church and I peed my pants in the, in the middle of it, because that guy wouldn't get over and wouldn't get over, she kept saying, wait, wait, and she never asked me to go again, never took me no more. And Dad said, you just didn't have to go, as long as you believed and didn't kill nobody, he was good. I think I always had a belief for Jesus, so I really didn't think I needed anybody to tell me to make it right. I hadn't done nothing that wrong to be wrong with it, but I didn't realize that there maybe it was some things that I needed to do to make sure I got there. Lance Clark, I was working on his car, and it was Easter. And I always felt, even with my girls, Easter and Christmas, if you're gonna find a church, that's when you find the church. And Lance said, hey, check this out. You need to come here and we'll go up to the university and um, have breakfast when we're done. And you know, it's like, oh man, I don't like to take it nowhere near this personal. You know, and then go have breakfast and sit down with the people, you know. And it was like the only first time I'd ever met him. Somebody shipped him to me. And I said, okay, okay. So it came time, and, and I've been here ever since. I know Jesus is supposed to be what kept me here. You had me intrigued, and, um, and I've learned so much now since, you know. And it's just, it's just good stuff all the way around. And you've, you've made it so that I've stayed long enough to understand um, the word of Christ and, and the meaning more of behind it. God's using me to raise Braden and keeping me sane enough to do it. What makes me want to get baptized is to make sure I'm there, to make sure that Braden has to answer to me for anything he does after I'm gone. And I want to make sure that he don't say, yeah, I will, I will, and get baptized, and we don't get it done. So we're going to get it done. I think it's more seriously needs to be done. And really, to be truthful, I think anybody out there running around, and if this is the case, and not being baptized is a fool, why would you not take the chance? Hey, I'm Scott Scheiber. 
with my grandson getting baptized today. Amen. Amen. Oh, Scott. <laughs> I mean, the, the, just the story. Because if anybody that came to Life Church for a while now, you would know, Scott, when we used to meet upstairs, there was this guy that would never come off the back wall. Like, he would sit in the dark, and there was this little chair back there. Is this not true? This, yeah, I mean, and you've ne- you wouldn't, like, come off of the back wall. And so just to see how this all came together, you know what I mean, and how God's working. So Lance is inviting you, and you're kind of like, oh, man, is this one of those tricks, you know, like, <laughs> just to get you there. But to see then how God works, because this is what I want people to see. So it was an invitation. You gave it a chance, and it's history from there on forward, right? Yeah, so God, when we give him a chance to work, I mean, and I think that's the cool thing that we can learn from this. And, and it doesn't have to be like in the minds of other people it worked right away, because I think everybody's like, who's the guy on the wall? Like, I mean, is, he, is anything going to be? But I can just say you've kept moving rows, right, to the time where, I mean, I've seen you sit in the front. And I've seen God do some amazing things, you know, in your lives and things that I think for a lot of people would have not saw possible, you know. And it's proof that we serve a living Lord and that um, he can change any of us in amazing ways. ways. And I'm just excited and continue to be excited to watch your journey because I think, you know, this is just the beginning, you know, of how God's going to continue to use you, and I'm excited to be able to watch it moving forward. So based upon your proclamation of faith that you believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and because of baptism being an outward symbol of an inward change that we're going to celebrate with you today um, and baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thaddeus Little was born and raised in Huntington, Indiana. I am engaged to Chelsea Smith. We are going to be married in October. Uh, we have four children. We have Carson, Presley, Waylon, and Maddox. So I've been coming to life for a couple of months. I had come in the past before years ago because my family had consistently came. They were all Christians. Um, I was still confused on where I stood with my belief in God and my belief in Jesus and didn't really know if I I wanted to, but I wasn't sure how to or if I really truly wanted to deep down be a follower. I didn't know what that meant. I had beaten addiction, obviously not on my own. I thought I was cruising. I thought I was doing great. I was uh, I was happy in my relationship with my fiance. It was more or less like, okay, so I've beaten this addiction. I have my family. I've we got the house and the car and the kids. And it's like something's still, I'm still not whole. I'm still angry. I'm still anxious. I'm still not happy. Something's not and I kept questioning things over and over again. Why? Why this? What's the whole point? What's going on? And, but I just started to question absolutely everything around me. You know, I'm doing these things right. Why am I not happy? And Christian, my cousin, who's going to help baptize me, was the voice that I would listen to the most. For some reason, it was his number that I called constantly. Why this? Why that? Why that? When I had a fight at home, I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm doing my best and nothing's getting noticed. I'm fed up. I'm ready to hit the road. He said, you need to pray about it. I have a study Bible. Come pick up my Bible and read and pray. And it was 9 o'clock and I left. Immediately went to his house, grabbed the Bible, 
Pulled up in my driveway, sat in my truck, was looking at my Bible, and spoke to God for the first time genuinely, openly, and said, okay, basically, I'm all yours. I'm done. I can't do this alone. And when he answered, it was undeniable. I mean, like a ton of bricks. I want to be baptized because I believe in the importance of it, what it symbolizes, the washing away of sins, you know, the, the death and resurrection of Christ. I'm a loud mouth. I want to get it out. I, not for me, but for the glory of God. I'm being the leader of the household. Nobody's going to introduce my children to Christ but me. That's my job to do so. They're comfortable with me, so I have an obligation, I believe, to share the gospel, to share the love and the truth of Christ to them, and to also leave that up for them to make that decision. I can't force them to come to church. I can't force them to know Jesus or to give them. But what I can do is read them scripture. I can give them their own Bibles. I can let them read. They can see me read normally every day, every night. They see me read. They see, they see me. They hear me listen to worship music. They see me openly praise God. Hey, I am Thaddeus Little, and I'm getting baptized today. So Thaddeus, you know, we talked about this in the interview, but like way back in the day, you know, when you used to come, you know, it was funny because, you know, all the that all of you guys came back then, they're like, man, Thaddeus is here, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, yeah. right, oh, yeah. because back yeah. then, I mean, everybody was like praying for your life to be changed, and just God to intervene, and do amazing things, and, and again, this is just a testament to like, never give up, right, like never give up on praying, never give up, you know, on searching, because that's your story, right, people that have been continue praying, continue to, you know, to, to be there for you, and when the moment came, Right? And that's what's so cool is like you're trying to get it all figured out, but then when the moment came, Christian was ready. And, and ready in this way, knowing that we already all knew that everything else hadn't worked, right? But the Word of God changes everything, right. you know. And so when you open the Word of God and the living Word of God spoke to you, and, and this is what we know about the little's personality. It's like all out or all in. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Right. So what's so cool about this is that there is this, just what you said, you know, like, when it was time to make a change, like, I'm in. You know what I mean? And when I'm in, I'm in. And taking the responsibility to say, you know what, I'm going to be there for my kids. I'm going to show them the gospel. They can make their own decision, but they're going to hear it from me first. And, you know, and that you're going to be you know, a mouthpiece for God and using in amazing ways. So I'm excited to see you know, your story. I'm excited to see your passion and how God's going to continue to use you and the things that he has in the future. And what an honor it is to be able to, to see a living God transform your life and be able to be on that journey to the the point where I get to stand with you on this day and celebrate the proclamation of your faith that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior and that today through baptism you are going to show to the rest of the world that it's an old life that is going away and a new life that's coming forward and watch out world. So based upon those proclamations I want to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Things still work, yeah. So I just want to take an opportunity, um, and we said that this was coming, and I, I want you to know and I want you to be aware, like, 
the gospel message of Jesus Christ. He is a living Lord that transforms the lives of people and that he is one that wants to transform your life. Whether that be for the first time for you in this room that you feel a nudge by the Holy Spirit that says like today's my day or if it's just a reminder to say that I'm serving a God of mercy that has transformed my life and I need to remember what he's done for me. Whatever those things are, we want to take an opportunity to celebrate. So if you're in the room today, and I just want to encourage you with this and and remind you of this, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. Nobody knows the day. Nobody knows the time. Nobody knows what tomorrow will bring. But I want you to know this, is that if he's nudging you today, don't wait. Don't wait for the right time. The right time is when he says, you know, the right time is when he says, move forward and get baptized and make a decision. So I'm going to pray for you during this last song. If that's you, you know, then I want you to come forward. And and we have people over here that that will meet with you and talk with you and and get you ready for baptism. And, And like I said, don't wait. For the rest of us in this room that have made those decisions as we sing this last song, I'm just praying that you're reminded and that you sing at the top of your lungs that it's only because of the mercy of Jesus Christ that we can all celebrate today. So will you stand so I can pray for you? Heavenly Father, we come to you today and I pray, Lord, for those who are in this room that you're just nudging along, Lord, and you're saying that maybe today is the day to make a proclamation of of an inward change, knowing that it's only through your mercy and your grace that we can be saved. If there are people in this room today, Lord, I pray that you will give them the courage to step forward and make a proclamation of faith in front of this entire church and in front of the world that they are yours. Lord, I pray today for people in this room that have already made that decision, that they, in the midst of this this service and during this song and really for the rest of their life, that they will remember what we deserve, but we didn't get it. Because of your grace, because of your mercy, and because of your love, Lord, we can stand and celebrate that we are sons and daughters of God. Lord, and because of your mercy, we can celebrate that we are a part of your family and that we can celebrate like the angels in heaven that we will all be reunited someday and that we will all be a part of that great cloud of witnesses as you continue to change the lives of people. So, Heavenly Father, as we sing this last song, nudge those people, give those people the courage to walk forward that need that courage. And, Lord, most of all, through everything that we do, we want to give you all the glory and honor. In your name we pray, amen.
was just baptized you saw earlier yeah you can clap for that this is a man who wants to lead his family the right way he grew up as his dad was a pastor he's 40 years old now and as many of us have found at some point in life we kind of fall away a little bit from what we know is right and Aaron is making a statement today to come back to what he knows is right, to find God, and he accepted Jesus as his Lord and Savior. And so Aaron, it's by your profession of faith that we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
This is what we talk about. You have no clue what your testimony is meant to do. You have no clue the power of you standing up to make a decision or to profess your faith in who Jesus is that might touch someone else's life. And so we have Chris, who's up here, who's willing to take the step. He's accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior, that he died for our sins. Yep. Amen. Amen. And he wants to leave that legacy. He wants to to lead the family the way that we're called to, to be the spiritual leader. And the only way that our kids will ever get to understand that is if we step up and show them how to do it. So Chris is here today to lead his family and to accept Jesus into his life. So Chris, upon your profession of faith, we now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Was the cross there? 
together what can wash away my sin nothing but the 